But yeah. uh, Ash Baker, our special guest on the program, we did mention uh, earlier our lineup, and delighted that Ash would be our uh, our last guest for the evening. Ash, thanks for your time. Good evening, gents. Good listening tonight. Yeah, look, Ash, Troy here, mate. Uh, welcome to Prime Time. We're on uh, the, the later one today, mid- Midweek Meadows. We've got the, the classy segment, um, or the later segment, I should say. Uh, but uh, just wanted to touch base on a few things, um, and obviously Bono's got many questions for you as well. Line him up. Uh, well, where do we Sorry, start? Man. So just just to go over a brief couple of things. Obviously, um, during the week we uh, announced uh, the Hillsville involvement with uh, the Meadows and obviously um, the concept of building a straight track at the Meadows as well. Uh, just very quickly, I'm sure most people have already heard by now, but do you want to just quickly give us a run through on what those two things were? Yeah, Troy, it's been a big uh, 10 days for our club. We um, we took over administration of Healesville uh, as of the 1st of August, so I spent the day up there yesterday with our uh, track manager, Corey, and... Um, we had a really good day talking to the manager up there, Cynthia, who um, does a great job in running that club. And um, there's a lot of synergies with what uh, is being done up in Healesville um, as the premier straight track in Australia with what we want to do at our own venue at the Meadows and uh, building a straight track uh, next door on our, our parcel of land uh, right next to our premium two-turn track, which is firmly as a part of our um, master plan going forward over the next sort of 18 months to two years. So... Um, yeah, looking forward to that project and looking forward to sort of sinking our teeth into heels and learn, learning from that journey and um, putting that into practice when it's time to build our own straight track. And one of the things um, which you've mentioned and, and we've mentioned quite a bit is uh, very, very keen to look at uh, different techniques of camera angles and things that we can do on, on straight track racing to, to make it very interesting. Um, it should be an exciting prospect moving forward, shouldn't it? Yeah, look, it, it's. I think... The importance of straight track racing for our industry is unquestionable. I think we need to focus on um, what's, what's a priority for us in terms of longevity and having that diversity in our sport. And um, to, to do that, you've got to make sure that you're moving um, with the times in terms of vision. That your product is number one in terms of um, what, what turnover and funding and, and ensuring your sport's sustainable. And um, you look at how well those American sports in particular, like the NBA and um, the NFL, that they do with their vision. And we, we've got to make sure that straight track racing becomes a really appeal, appealing product to the punters because um, it's it's certainly going to be a big part of our future in terms of our, our sport. All right, we're going to turn this interview a little bit more personal now, Ash. I want to know what <laughs> lockdown life has been like in the Baker household. My sources tell me... The due to circumstances beyond your anticipation or control, you might be in a slightly smaller house than you'd like in Williamstown. Are you going <laughs> stir crazy or are you holding it all together? Uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> I probably told you too much of your time at the Meadows about my personal circumstances. But, uh, yeah, look, we, we live in a tiny two-bedroom <laughs> Edwardian over in Williamstown. Um, I, I spent five years in Mount Masson and, and would move back there tomorrow on a couple of acres but um, with two young boys and a wife that works in in the health industry um city living is just more favorable for us at the moment so we're um we're about to embark on a renovation but um at the moment i've got a, a wife working 14 hours a day uh in our bedroom um in a, a homemade office and um we're looking to move into a larger rental property while uh, while the bulldozers take to our um little cottage over in williamstown so it's been challenging um, because obviously my job's a, a fairly demanding job, and, and and working in racing, you've got to be you've got to be hands on. You can't do it all remotely, 
Um, and having a, a wife working on the pandemic response has meant that um, with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, um, it's been, been challenging balancing everything, but we've got a good support network. We've got a great local community and um, you can only look forward. I mean, there's people doing a lot tougher than we are, but uh, it's been an interesting time, that's for sure. Ash, we're just going to get you to hang on for a second. We've got Ballarat coming up uh, and a very, very interesting race here with Rico Boss, uh, I think it's John the Red. I'm just kind of confirm that. And Baruga Dodge, uh, a greyhound uh, from the Brett Nye Kennel, who looks very, very well suited and coming back, looked to have a very bright future and uh, until he found a few little issues. But yeah, Rico Boss off the red side, they look like major players here, the one and the five, but I'm very keen on the five here. Boss, 4.20 out to six, Orwell Bale at nine, and we're getting out to fairly big odds with Noombarra Jack at 17. Six take the lead at 51, Regal Missile at 71, and all over Max at 21. So all eyes here on the uh, yellow box with Baruga Smoke being the favourite at 2.15, and the Greyhound that's coming for some really strong support, number two classified, now into $3. So they're almost set, set to go. Lua rolls, Revolution Print, first leg of the Quaddy coming up. They're set, ready, racing. Baruga Smoke will settle midfield and beginning fast. Ryko Boss and going with it in the early part was Orwell Bale and closing in now was Baruga Smoke. Favourite gets to second, starts to run on. Then further back came Noonbarra Jack. Classifies a long way back from all over Max Regal Missile. Take the lead but into the home straight and getting through was Baruga Smoke to hit the lead and Baruga Smoke will come down and score. Baruga Smoke scores from in second spot, Orwell Bale. Uh, now getting home classified there was in the minor places with Noombarra Jack. Ryko Boss was getting up along the inside and further back in the field we've got uh, take the lead, Regal Missile all over Max, all back at the tail. Time was 25-29. Very, very impressive win there by Baruga Smoke in quick time and uh, as we said, uh, coming back on the comeback trail from a bit of an injury spell and uh, Brett and I has got that greyhound flying, and he's one we definitely want to watch in the future because I think he's bound for big things. Uh, Ash, thanks for holding there, mate. Um, I do want to just remind you that uh, the hard-hitting questions from Bono tonight, uh, you did agree to have him on, and uh, this is partly your once fault you, Once well, you sign so. the contract, you're, that's the, you're no longer in control, unfortunately. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Uh, mate, all jokes aside, it's great having you involved, uh, not only in our sport, but with um, our, our club. And um, yeah, you, you and Gareth did a great job on Maturity Night and, and with what Troy's doing with uh, this program and all of our social media channels. It's, um, it's all positive. And I think ground racing is really flying off the back of people like yourself and Troy and and many others who will continue to promote our sport. Well, I'm having an absolute ball in here tonight and always do when I come out to the meadows. I did want to ask you, Ash, I don't know how often you have been asked this, but what what are the key learnings you've taken from sort of club land in the thoroughbred world to club land in the greyhound world? Are most of those skills generally transferable? Are there challenges you hadn't foreseen? What's your sort of... You're past the baptism stage now, but what's it been like in terms of, I guess, making that transition from the thoroughbred world to greyhound? hands yeah yeah look there are a lot of a lot of um synergies mate there you know you when you're an administrator in racing um a lot of principles apply to um the role that you do regardless of the um code that you're in um ha having been at Werribee we are a club that had been around for many many years and um, had been through a pretty tough period um, of administration so there were some learnings there um so walking into a club like the, the Meadows who has been um run and managed so well um, since day dot. It, it, that, in that sense, it was quite an easy transition. But 
but the industry itself is very different to the thoroughbred industry. The thoroughbred industry is such a big industry um, that there's a lot of gaps between um, the controlling body, the participants, and then the club and the owners, whereas the greyhound racing industry is a very close-knit industry. I keep telling everyone, I get amazed at how close everyone is in the industry and how supportive of each other everyone is, right through from um, club land to greyhound racing Victoria and the, and the participants. And um, and that that's probably the best feeling in terms of moving from the thoroughbreds to greyhounds is that it's um, it's such a good industry in that sense. And the, the final one before I let you go, before I release you from the shackles here, Ash, you gave us, you wouldn't commit to it. You said you hadn't checked the noms. Busy man, busy <laughs> home life at the moment. You half-tipped us one at the Sydney <laughs> thoroughbreds on Crossing Codes on Friday. I didn't get a chance to see it. Did we get a result or not? No, it went, it went uh. poorly, so that one's gone in the sea. I've given him four <laughs> goes, and he's done, mate. <laughs> oh, well, the next time we have you on, you, 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 can, t- you can take the reins and, and tip one yourself there, Troy. But, yeah, he was reluctant. He, was, he didn't want to give something, and he knew he was one that was living on the sand right on the shore that was about to go in the sea if it didn't win, and unfortunately things went poorly. I, I heard that interview, and I was actually going to write... I was actually working at the time, and I was going to write down the name. I thought, <laughs> I've got to write this down. If Ash is tipping it, I'm going to have to write this down. I didn't. I'm glad you brought that up and, and told us where it finished, because I didn't actually follow through and, and see where it ran. Uh, Look, it's been fantastic having you on, Ash. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and giving up your time. I think we're all wrapped with the way uh, the, the club's heading at the moment, and I say that probably from a biased point of view, but exciting with the Hillsville stuff and the straight track. Um, and we keep trying to do what we can to help the industry. But uh, it's great that we're still racing. And, um, again, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Troy. And, look, I'll give you one bono for Saturday, mate. In the Ori Star at Flemington, I reckon Hightail's half a chance for the Snowden camp. 